This is a group of Christians at their summer camp in Iran, singing a song about trusting their Lord. Although numerous Christians were persecuted for their faith in the 90s, several ministers among this group were ultimately murdered brutally not long after this camp. This is the story of Haik Hofsepian, an Iranian martyr. Iran, December 1993. An Islamic judge condemned to death a zealous Christian convert from Islam, Mehdi Debaj. His only crime was converting to Christianity. Mehdi Debaj had already served 10 years in prison. A copy of Debaj's execution order was leaked out and got into the hands of Haik Hofsepian, the leader of Protestant Christians of Iran. Haik risking his life chose to speak out and launch an international campaign for the sentence to be overturned. Hike's campaign was successful, and Debaj was released only a few days before his execution date. But there was a price to pay. This is the story of one man's fight for human rights and the consequences he paid. The country today known as Iran was called in the ancient period Persia. And Persia played a very large role, particularly in the Old Testament, and to a less degree in the New Testament. Haik was born in 1945 to an ethnic Armenian minority family in Iran. A rare occurrence at that time, Haik's parents were divorced when he was just nine years old. Seeing the intense social and financial pressures on his mother, he began working on the streets, shining shoes to help support his family. In 1958, at the age of 13, a neighbor invited him to come to the prayer meetings they had started in their house. Soon after, Haik came to believe that following God was not about religion, but about a relationship with Jesus, and he committed his life to following the teachings of Jesus. Haik's passion for his faith was contagious and others soon began to commit their lives to following Jesus because of his influence. Haik believed that God was giving him a vision to preach the gospel to all. Haik, on September 14, 1967, married Tarkush, a courageous lady who completely supported his vision. In 1967, the leaders of the Christian church confirmed Haik's vision to plant a church in Gorgan radically Islamic part of Iran that had no Christians. 
Although in the 1960s, Iran under the Shah was closely allied with the liberal West, cities like Gorgon were still ruled by the mullahs and the mosque, and nothing was to threaten the glory of Islam. Hike loved people, and especially he loved the people that he was surrounded by, mainly Muslims, and they knew it. And as he went out on the street, they would recognize him, and he would talk with them, he'd pray with them on the street, he would bring them to the church, and some were baptized as well, and it didn't take long for many people in the city to hear about this church and this young pastor. In Gorgon, they met opposition and tragedy that would have sent most men into early retirement. The opposition was not subtle either. An extremist group called Tablaghati Islam would throw stones at the church's windows and sometimes even physically break up the meetings. In the midst of all this hostility, as well as the economic pressure all ministers of the gospel faced, the temptation to leave the work of evangelism was very real. خارج از کلیسا با حقوق بهتری به هایک داده شد. او و تاپوش عزیز خدمت به خدا و مردم را بر مال و منال این دنیا مقدم دونستند و با فداکاری و سختی خدمت را ادامه داد. So despite the fierce opposition, Hayk kept on preaching and many Muslims chose to turn to Christ. Those who chose to turn to Christ were often rejected by their families and their lives were threatened by fanatics. وقتی به عیسی مسیح ایمان آوردم، خانواده‌ام کاملاً با ما قطع رابطه کردن و پدرم بهم گفت تو دیگه پسر من نیستی، پسرم برام مرده. Muslim extremists wanted to burn the church down. This was their only answer to the gospel. Before they reached the church, God spoke through a mullah. He stood before that crowd as they were headed for the church. And he said, if you're going to destroy that church, you have to first destroy me. And that mob was turned away. The pressures of ministering in Gorgon were piqued by a very tragic personal loss. My wife and I and our three children went over to pick up Takush and Haik and their six-month-old baby. About 45 minutes before we reached the end of that journey, we were blinded by lights coming at us in the darkness and ran into the back of a farm trailer. And our vehicle impacted that trailer with such a speed that the entire car was just ripped open. That was it. And we were all unconscious for I don't know how long, but. All of us were unconscious. Hike's firstborn child died in that car accident, and the other missionary couple 
lost all three of their children. وقتی من اینو تعریف میکنم اقراقی نیست دهانش اصلا دیده نمیشد چشا بسته بود از باد شده و من متعجب و نگران از لای دندونا گفت هللویا شادی ممکن به شکل رهره نباشه ممکن به شکل خنده نباشه ممکن این شادی شادی امیر درونی حتی در بستر بیماری باشه ولی شادیست آرامش امیره خایکتیس هندز آپ از weak as he was and he was saying whether dead or alive praise the lord i would never forget that scene با وجود اینکه از شنیدن خبر فوت پسرمون بی اندازه ناراحت شدیم ولی تمام اون چیزهایی که خونده بودیم و موعظه کرده بودیم وقتش بود که در عمل اون را نشون بدیم افسر ما میگه که وقتی با آسمان برسیم یه دفعه میگه پسر که یک سال اومد و زد به شوره من و گفت بابا و من بر میگردم این بر پسر رشیدی که قیافتن رو نمیشنستم و من میگه من همون بچه شیش ماهی هستم که در تصادف از ماشین پرد شدم بیرون و خوشته شدم در این تصادف و حالا اینجا ماشین در بخونی سریستم این ایمان بازد این ایمان بازد And he did that for Brother Hike and for us. The opposition was to reach new intensity when Ayatollah Khomeini's Islamic Revolution drove the Shah out of Iran in 1979 and established the world's first Islamic Republic. Christians and those who opposed the common faith were attacked in the very early days of the revolution. تمایز مذهبی در ایران و تبعیض مذهبی به شدت رایج شد. یعنی به محض اینکه میشنیدن در یک کلیسای چهار تا بچه مسلمون هم رفتن اونجا نشستن، اینجا میشد مرکز جاسوسی و میسینری و تبلیغ حمله میکردن و میزدن. The vicar of the Anglican Church, Reverend Arastusea, had his throat cut. In Isfahan, terrorists broke into the apartments of the Anglican bishop, Hassan Dehekhani, and fired shots at his sleeping body. Miraculously, he escaped. Two gunmen got into the house and went um, to, to my parents' bedroom, and one of them shot from a very close range um, about five times. My mother put her hand out to protect him, um, and she got shot in the hand and injured, obviously. Um, but not one of them uh, hit my father. In the outskirts of Tehran, other terrorists abducted Bishop Dehakani's son, Baharan, and shot him in cold blood. Masihiyai Anglican va Konverta khali sakht barush. Yani bekhusus chun raabit ba Englis bade. و کلیسای انگلیکن رو اینها پارت آف چرچ آف انگلند رو اینها جاسوسخانه انگلیس میدونن یک باش خیلی بد رفتار میکنن When for example the Quran is quoted that there is no compulsion in belief it ought to be understood in a very real way then Is a person in Iran free to disbelieve? Is a person in Malaysia free to disbelieve? Is a person in Indonesia free to disbelieve? 
If you're not free to disbelieve in a certain faith, then there is compulsion in that faith. Meanwhile, in 1981, when the new Islamic regime had established an absolute hold on Iran, the pioneering missionary to Gorgon, Haik Hofsepian, was elected as the superintendent of the Assemblies of God churches in Iran. Later, he was elected the Protestant church representative. از نظر انسانی هیچ کس فکر نمیکرد که یک همچین کسی شاگرد واکسی یک روز بشه اسقف کلیسا و دیگران را راهنمایی بکنه. He wouldn't go around often to the bigger church congregations, but he would travel throughout the land in order to bring support and encouragement to the smaller fellowship. کلیسای ما هیچ آلت موسیقی نداشتیم. توی زیر زمین جلسه داشتیم و شاید در پونزه نفر همیشتر نبودیم یه بار که ایشون تشفیق کردن یه کیبورد خیلی کوچولو آورده بودن و برای اولین بار اونجا ما سرود که میخوندیم با موسیق بود و خیلی خیلی جذاب بود برای ما همین با هم یه احساس داشتیم نساده بردرهای گیگار پدر ماها از تهران اومده دیدن ما During Hike's leadership, he trained many ministers. Numerous churches and branches were established. Ishan did a vastidosh parinke khidmat dar bein Irani hara na fagat dar dakhli keshvar kharij az keshvar ni tadame bede. Ba vojude tamam in masuliyat hai kedash khanwade jay abal bo dar zindegi shaksi khodesh. Ba vakt dar ma bacha arzesh fail bud va mard khodesh bud. اگه به من میگفت فردا تو رو پارک میبرم مطمئن بودم که زیر قولش نمیزنه و من رو پارک میبرم اگرچه بابا کشیش کلیسا بود خیلی شخصیت خاکی دلنشین آرامبخش و با مزه ای داشت و همه این رو درش میدیدن هایک was a pioneer for human rights and humanitarian efforts in Iran هایک organized over 80 volunteers to come to the aid of the Kurdish refugees. For over two months, a hot meal was given to the refugees every day. ایشون با سازمانهای خیریه در ارتباط بودن که بتونه کلیسا از این طریق نیز کمک کنه چندی مدرسه در جایی که زلزله به وجود اومده بود با همت برادرهایی که ساخته میشه برای اونها. خداوند تشکر میکنم از همه شما پس از برادران عزیز ما. The new government soon made its wishes very obvious to Haik, the leader of the Iranian Christian churches. The unfair restrictions were many. No services were to be held in Persian. All services had to be on Sunday, not Friday, the national weekly holiday. Only card-holding members of the church could come to services. Membership lists had to be given to the government. New members had to be approved by the government as well. And Hike gave his brave and defiant response to the government's orders. I and my ministers will never bow down and agree to such inhumane and unjust demands. Our churches are open to all who want to come in. ولی وقتی تصمیمی که می گرفتند با شجاعت بر اون تصمیم می استادند. 
There was constant intimidation from the Islamic regime, and in response, constant courage from Haidt. چون کاملا معتقد بود که هر ایرانی از هر نژاد و زبان حق داره که مسیر را به عنوان منجی و خداوندش بپذیره و او را پیروی بکنه در یکی از باجوهایی که در سلول انفرادی داشتن از من سوال کردن که ما یک لیست بلند بالایی از تمام اعضای کلیسای شما داریم که خونه شما اومدن کلیسای شما اومدن و جالب این بود که در هفت سالی که من در احواز بودم حتی اگه یک نفر in 1990, this clash of wills between the government and the church turned murderous when the Islamic regime ordered the execution of Reverend Sudman in Mashhad. خورد and of course, there are 120 verses in the Quran that talks about killing and promoting Islam with the sword, which is unfortunate, but it is the truth. Many moderate Muslims don't believe that, but the fanatics who stick to the text, and this is our problem, our problem really is with the text, the text of the Quran and the text of the Hadith, which encourages that. Unfortunately, some people believe it, and although it's a minority, it is still a major problem. <laughs> Despite the obvious danger, Hike spoke out against the murder of Reverend Sudman and made sure his blind widow and children were looked after. مرد یک مهاجرت کوتاهی شد از این دنیا به اون دنیا بیشتر اون آیات کلام خدا برای من زنده شد مسئله بهشت و ملکوت خدا برای من خیلی زنده تر و ملموشتر شد فهمیدم که چرا پولس مثل پردستیم من میتونست بگه که من بین دو چیز گیر کردم از یه راز میخوام که زودتر برم به آسمان ملکوت آسمان را بگیرم 
از یک طرف هم میبینم که وجود من برای خدمت به کلیسا لازم The Church of Iran did not die under such persecutions. It continued to grow. Reverend Sudman would not be the only Christian minister to be killed for his faith in the 1990s. Mehdi Dabaj was a Christian convert from Islam who was imprisoned as punishment for his conversion. In 1993, an Islamic judge in northern Iran condemned the imprisoned Dabaj to death. His only crime was apostasy. Mehdi Dabaj had already served 10 years in prison. <laughs> Upon hearing of Dabaj's death sentence, Haik began to immediately plead his case to the Iranian authorities for Dabaj's sentence to be overturned. They ignored his pleas. Then, in a sudden turn of events, Dabaj's official death sentence document was intercepted by a prison official who was sympathetic to Dabaj's case and leaked a copy of the document to Haik. Finally, empowered with proof of Iran's flagrant human rights violations, Haik launched an international campaign for the sentence to be overturned. Haik invited the United Nations Special Representative for Human Rights to Iran to investigate violations of religious freedom in Iran. And at great risk to his own life, he sent out detailed reports to the international press. برای ایشون یک نفر نبود مسئله یک ملت یک قومه یک قومی که ایرانی مسیحی بهش اطلاق میشه و با وجود اینکه شخص بسیار حلیم و فروتنی بود اما صدای بسیار رسا و قوی داشت در مقابل حمایت از جفادیدگان Hikes efforts made Dibaj an international figure prompting even the United States Congress to officially intercede on Dabaj's behalf with the President of Iran. If you are a man of a man, a man of a man, whatever you do, you will be able to do it. The people who were in the prison and came to me and told me, every day you came to us, we would be better in the prison. Every day you said that this side is under attack, they would give us a better meal. اینه که کاری که ایشون کرد کار درستی بود بایدم میکرد یعنی وقتی شما یک نفر رو به عنوان گروگان یا زندانی دارید اگه فراموشش کنید این چیزیست که رژیم میخواد Being so much hardship and persecution on our people, I cannot stand. And I have to stand for the truth and justice and make this known throughout the world. The government of Iran wanted to avoid any sort of transparency and did not want its internal affairs exposed internationally. And Haik understood there could be consequences to pay for his actions. <laughs> داشتم گفته بود کاری که من میکنم بازی با آتش هست دست گذاشتن 
لانه مار هست مدم خونه گفتم باییم رژیم در نیفت اینها نقشه قتل تو رو هم دارن یه نگاهی کرد گفت من برای خداوند حاضرم گفتم آخر تو چهار تا بچه داری؟ یه نگاهی کرد گفت دیباج هم چهار تا بچه داره Pike's campaign was successful. Bernard Levin highlighted the case in the UK's Times newspaper, and questions were asked in the British Parliament. On January 16, 1994, Mehdi Dibaj was released. Today, Mehdi Dibaj is a free man because of Haik's appeal on his behalf. This is what Haik wrote. Praise the Lord for all his victories. Brother Dibaj has just arrived in our house. When Debaj entered the house, all the believers started singing, In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. This was the best welcome they could offer our hero. The defiant bravery of Hike had won freedom for his brother. But there was a price to pay. I was sitting right at my desk when I got the word. And I said, what a marvelous example of a man who used his voice and who used his influence and who used his reach for the sake of a fellow believer. And there he was speaking for Mahdi Dibaj to make sure that he would get that which was fair and proper and not that which was manipulated. I was extremely touched by the fact that Brother Haik went out of his innermost being to rescue a Muslim believer and succeeded, not knowing for certain what the result would be. But I believe he knew in his heart that oftentimes a life for a life government released Mehdi Dibaj to save face on the international stage. But at home, the regime had lost face. In fact, I can say this as well, that there was a feeling in our minds that how after the law of Dibaj has been released, and certainly there was a pleasure for us, but there was a question that this will be done to where it will be. Now the regime's plan was to teach a lesson to Haik and other ministers such as him to keep their faith to themselves. So Haik's name was immediately elevated to the top of the list to be eliminated. <laughs> Uh, 
نقدیست به فرما خداوندا که انرژی کافی داشته باشیم که پیام حیات بخش انجیل ایسای مسیح را به گوش هموطنانمون برسانیم بدون ترس از این که مردم چه خواهد کرد و چه خواهد گفت چون تو زندگی ما را آینده ما را در دستهای خودت بیوه کردی برابری تقدیس کن و مبارک ساز به نام خداوند ما ایسای مسیح آمین On January 19, 1994, just three days after Debaj was released, Hike was on his way to Tehran's Mehrabad International Airport when he disappeared. گرانه در دعا بودیم مخصوصا که میدونستیم یک ارتباطی هست بین آزاد شدن پدرم و فعالیت هاییشون با توجه به جریانتی که در رابطه با بردر دیباج اتفاق افتاده بود ما در ده ها نامه که به همه مقامات نوشتیم نوشتیم به احتمال قوی توسط برادران امنیتی ایشون خوانده شدند یعنی ما این احتمال رو میدادیم که ایشون رو بردند برای صحبت برای بازجویی و هر چی که هست گرانی ما روز به روز بیشتر و بیشتر میشد چون که هیچ خبری نداشتیم ولی ما هنوز امیدمون از دست نداده بودیم و انتظار اومدنشون رو داشتیم یادمه که حتی برای یه ساعت اگه از خونه بیرون میرفتم از بیرون زنگ میزدم خونه که ببینم پدرم خونه رسیده یا نه چونم بگم روزی 20 ساعت مشغول فعالیت بودیم که به تمام گروه هایی که با ما در تماس بودن و آشنا بودن خبر بدیم که شخصیتی مثل بردر خایک ناپدید شده و خطر بزرگی در این مورد وجود داره طبیعتا همه کلیزا ها منبعث شدن به حرکت اومدن به تمام ادارات رسمی به ذات کشور خلیفگری ارامنه دفتر ریاست جمهوری دفتر رهبری حتی به پزشک قانونی مراجعه کردیم برای دیدن اجسادی که شاید به من ناشناس بوده همه حتی جاهای معتبر قانونی اثر بی اطلاعی می‌کردند 11 days later the family was asked by the police to visit the morgue وقتی وارد پزشک قانونی شدیم در اونجا آلبومی جلوی ما گذاشته شد که در اون عکسای اجسادی بود که بی‌هویت بودند قطعات بدنی که سوخته بودند یا در تصادف قطعه شده بودن و بعد از نگاه کردن تمام این عکس ها با خوشحالی متوجه شدم که پدر من در هیچ کدوم از این عکس ها وجود نداره و در حالی که کم کم آماده می شدیم که برگردیم گفتن که یک عکس دیگری هم هست که میخوایم این رو هم ببینیم وقتی این عکس رو آوردن و روی میز گذاشتن من در این عکس چشمهایی رو دیدم که برای سالها منو محبت کرده بود و اگرچه این چهره در خون آغشته شده بود ولی تشخیص این چهره برای من خیلی سخت نبود و متوجه شدم که این پدر من هست در حال که همه امرو با عشقا 
بالاخص بعد ادوارد به عنوان برادر تنی و جوزف به عنوان پسرشون خیلی دل شکسته تمام صحبت این بود که به تاکوش چی بگیم چطور این پیغام را بعد از یازده روز به تاکوش برسانیم که هر آن منتظر بود هایک به خونه برگرده یادم میاد در لحظاتی که از پله های خونه بالا میرفتیم چهره آندره برادر کوچیکم به ذهنم میومد برادری که ده سالش بود و خودم فکر میکردم که ایشون بدون پدر چجور باید زندگی بکنم من در اتاق خودم بودم و بعد دویدم به طرف جوزف و همگی بغل کردیم هم دیگر رو چشمان گریان و قرمز جوزف را دیدیم دیگه مطمئن شدیم که چه اتفاقی افتاده همون موقع بود که واقعا شکه شده بودیم و گریه می کردیم و نمیخواستیم باور کنیم نمیدونستم خانواده شاده ما دیگه از این به بعد چطور میتونه بدون پدر ادامه بده But he made one request that he would not die silently. We say, good night, Hike. We will see you in the morning. کشوشانی که در آمریکا بودیم حسابی اون روزو گریه کردیم و از نظر انسانی اصلا غیر قابل تحمل بود اون بس I wept when I heard it but rejoiced that there were people like him who were courageous right to the last moment and that's what true martyrdom is he did not use violence he did not spread violence he was against violence and was protecting the innocent that's how he was willing to die that's what martyrdom is martyrdom is not violent in its means it is peaceful and authentic in its method سیاست کلی برخورد با اینا بود حالا چرا اینو انتخاب کردن برای اینکه دیدن این اصلا اکتیو تر این فعال این نمیذاره سر و صدا میکنه او رو انتخاب With complete contempt for the rights of the family, the authorities had already buried a man they knew to be a Christian in a Muslim graveyard only six days after his death. پس از شهادت بابا فرصتی داشتیم که به محل قتل بریم و این شخص افغانی رو که اولین شخصی بود که جسد رو پیدا کرده بود ببینیم و صحبتی داشته باشیم. ایشون میگه که من کارت شناسایی رو که در جیب پیراهن ایشون دیدم و اون صلیبی رو که روی کت ایشون دیدم برای من واضح بود 
که ایشون یک شخصیت شناخته شده مسیحی باید باشه ولی برای ما خیلی سوال برانگیز بود که چطور یک شخصیت شناخته شده مسیحی بعد از شیش روز از طریق پزشک قانونی به عنوان یک شخصیت بیهویت دفن شد The church demanded the body to be moved to Tehran's Christian graveyard. خاک زدیم کنار در اون گل در از بارونم میومد در گل و لجن باور کن فقط یک نایلون یک مشما بود که روی بدن بردرهای بود کشیده بودن از زیر خاک آوردیم بیرون بالاخره جسد رو منتقل کردیم به محل شستشوی قبرستان When they saw the corpse they learned how brutally Hike had been killed با صحنه بسیار فجیع روبرو شدیم یعنی مسلمان هیچ کدوم از ما چنین صحنه ای رو تو عمر خودمون ندیده بودیم بدنشون مسله شده بود از ضربات چاقو روی قلبش یک پارگی به اندازه مینیمم 10 سانتی متر میشد سوراخی بود که شاید پکن با چین رو زدن شاید دیلم آهن من نمیدونم و من میتونم اعلام بکنم که برادر هایک عزیزان دو بار قلب خود را تسلیم ایسای مسیح کرد یک بار وقتی به او ایمان آورد قلبش را داد و یک بار در شهادت او قلبش سراخ شد به خاطر ایسای مسیح رسولن وقتی که در این حالت به اسطلاح فوت میکنه همین حالت فریز میشن ولی جالب بود که ایشون صورتشون بسیار آرام بود یعنی موقعی که روحش رو می سپرد مطمئنن اون دعای مسیح رو می کرد خداوند اینها رو بیامارس که نمی دونن چه کار می کنن. ولی کلام خدا وقتی در رابطه با قهرمانان ایمان صحبت می میگه آنانی که این جهان لایق ایشان نبود و من میتونم بگم این جهان لایق برادرم هایک نبود مرگ نابهنگام برادر هایک ضربه بزرگی بود برای من نمیتونم بگم که برادر هایک جایگزین شده چون که جایگزینی برای برادر هایک هنوز پیدا نکردن این یک به اصطلاح از دست دادن برادری بود که من خیلی دوستش داشتم این چیزها رو ما در تاریخ خونده بودیم در کتاب اعمال رسولان اینها رو مطالعه کرده بودیم در فکر نمی کردیم در قرن بیستم نیز این اتفاقات در سرزمین ایران تکرار بشه مخصوصا که به اون طرز وحشیانه بردار هایک را با 26 ضربه چاقو کشته بودند واقعا اون آثار زخم ها و این جراحت ها همیشه در ذهن ما میمونه که ایشون چه بهای سنگینی دادن نه فقط روحانی بود با زباندان موسیدیدان خاننده میکانی دکتر در خانواده چون معلومات تفیشم خیلی زیاد و یک شخصیت جامعه شناس روان شناس کسی که همه فرم حریف بود در نهایت فروتنیش این مرد حاضر بود همه این ها را پای مسیح بریزه به خاطر اینکه میدانست به چه کسی ایمان آورده بود او 
all Christians knew what a great sacrifice the church had given. I did lay down his life. And there we again echo the words of Jesus. They did not take it from me. I laid it down of myself because he spoke up among others for Matthew who said I should have died. ما هیچ وقت پشیمان نشدیم که برای افرادی مثل ایشان برادرهای جون خودشو فدا کرد And the word of God says, greater love has no one than to give his life for his friend. Jesus gave his life for us, so can be his friends. And I gave his life for a friend to the glory of God. And for that we praise the Lord, always. For us, it was very interesting that many Christians were standing there with faith and faith. و شهادت برادر هایک شهامت آنها را بیشتر کرده بود. A large group of government officials made their presence known at Hike's funeral, confiscating rolls of film and videos in order to identify and intimidate those in attendance. Christians from around the world brought their support and prayers to help the family recover, heal and forgive. تمام ایمانداران دنیا با ما بودن با کارت ها نامه ها میتونم بگم بیش از دو هزار تا کارت و نامه به دستم رسید که برای من فقط کارت تسلیت نبود بلکه ایماندارها بودن که انگار دست به دست هم داده بودن و برای خانواده ما دعا میکردن دیگر کلیسه های ایران نیست در این اتحاد با ما بودن ما خود را تنها ندیدیم برابرین شهادت برادر های نه تنها کلیسه رو تضعیف نکرد بلکه مؤمنین واقعی را بیشتر مشتعل نمود و عشق آنها را به خداوند قویتر و عمیقتر ساخت. Hikes martyrdom was not the end of the persecution in Iran. Only six months after Hikes death on July 1994, Reverend Mikaelian was shot in the head. He was a zealous Christian teacher, writer, and pastor. Only a few days later, on July 5, 1994, Reverend Mehdi Debaj was found dead in the forests of Karaj, near Tehran. When we heard that the Mikaelian was shot و بعد وقتی رفتند و جنازه ایشون رو پیدا کردند اونجا آدرسی بود از اینکه نشون میداد بردر لیواج هم در جای دیگری دفن شده در از سه روز اختلاف دو کشیش 
دوباره شهید شدند. Two years later, on September 28, 1996, Reverend Mohammed Bakhir Yusefi was found hung from a tree in northern Iran. He was known as Ravan Bakh, meaning soul giver. پردرهای که از دست داده بودیم خودمون تنها شدیم حالا شوهرم هم از دست داده بودیم دیگه خیلی تنها شده بودیم پس برای من خیلی باور کردنش سخت بود Those who were behind such killings were never officially introduced or identified در حداقل یکی دو مورد اینا وقتی کشیش ها رو به قطر رسوندن تدارک و برنامهشون این بود که اینو به گردن مخالفا بندازن و بگن کسانی میخوان ما رو بدنام بکنن اومدن کشیش ها رو بین میبرن More recently in 2005 Khorban Turani a house group leader was killed in front of his door just minutes later his family faced his bleeding body his throat had been cut People behind such criminal acts are brilliant people. They know exactly what they're doing. They know how they're doing it. They know what the end game is in mind. The Muslims themselves that I have talked to have made an interesting comment. They say that there's a very thin line between the so-called moderate and the extremist. Uh, we use those terms, but isn't it interesting when the so-called extremists do what they actually do, the moderates are the last ones to really stand up and condemn it. It's almost like the extremist is used as a front for what greater numbers of people want to accomplish. And so you twist words, play with words, create caricatures, and then when it is a terrible act, the extremist gets blamed. همیشه دشمنان انجیل فکر کردن با بشهادت رساندن مردان و زنان ایمان میتونن باعث تضییف کلیسا بشند. اما اثری که بر کلیسای ایران بر خادمین آن موقع گذاشت اثری بود که ما هم آماده ایم اگر ایشون به عنوان ناظر اسقف و برادر ارشد ما جانش را فدا کرد ما هم همین راه را که همون راه صلیب از راه انجیل مهم ادامه بدیم بعضی از آنها نامه هایی به ما دادن و حتی افرادی نامه هاشون رو با خون امضا کرده بودن و وصیت خودشون اونجا نوشته بودن و پای نامه نوشته بودن برادر ادبار قصه نخور ناامید نباش ما تا پای جان با شما ایستاده ایم و حاضریم خون من را در راه مسیح بریم و خداوند در همون روزا با من صحبت کرد که کلیسایی که از شهادت و از مرگ نمیترسه این کلیسا هیچ وقت شکست نخواهد هر جا که خون مقدسین مسیح ریخته اونجا کلیسای مقدسین مسیح رشد کرده چون هرچی بکاریم همون رو درو میکنیم Today thousands are coming to Christian faith and are being built up in ways hike perhaps only dreamt about میتونیم ایران را با دو دیدگاه نگاه کنیم یک دیدگاهی که دنیا میبینه دیدگاهی که مدیا منتقل میکنه که شاید دیدگاه خیلی منفی و تلخی است که اصل عجیب غریب اتفاق میفته و دنیای طور دیگه میبینه اما دیدگاهی که از طریق کلیسا میتونه ببینه دیدگاهی است که کلیسا آماده است و ایران برای انجیل باز است کلیساها فعالند 
و بسیاری در تمام اخص و نقاط کشور تشنه خداوندن، تشنه انجیل هم، تشنه ایسای مسیح هم، تشنه محبت هم و این نشون میده که در طول این سالها خون شهده، دعاهاشون، خدماتشون نه فقط دفع نشد و فراموش نشد بلکه باعث شد که یک موج تازهی برای حقیقت بیدار بشه و این محصول اون زحمات هست And I know firsthand that um, Brother Hike's family and other members struggled with this uh, spiritual battle of forgiving and releasing and beginning to pray for the enemies. This was not an easy process, but it was a process that God the Holy Spirit brought about. And it has been a great witness to me as I've seen the church in Iran intercede and pray and weep for those that persecuted them. و این آیه کتاب مقدس بسیار کمکم کرد که میگوید اما به همه شما که سخنان مرا میشنوید میگویم که دشمنان خود را دوست بدارید و به کسانی که از شما نفرت دارند خوبی کنید. After several years, Hike's family immigrated to the U.S. and despite the tragic loss, they still continue to minister to Iranians and others. من واقعا خوشحالم که میتونم با خانواده کاری رو که خداوند در زندگی من انجام داده با مردم در میون بذارم. کلام خدا از طریق ماهواره ها و از طریق اینترنت در اختیار ملت ایران قرار میگیره و توجه داشته باشیم تشنه آب رو پیدا میکنه. Martyrdom of Iranian Christians has allowed the churches in the West to recognize their freedom and to realize that God is continuing to work in the hearts of the people of Iran. There will be no change in our work in the world and the confrontation with Islam until we as believers in Jesus Christ begin and learn to spell Islam as I sincerely love all Muslims. Haik understood that the Muslim is not his enemy. And he gave his life that the Muslim would understand that the love of God wants to reach them, and they're not an enemy. Haik wanted his life to bear much fruit. Jesus said, fruit will only be produced if the grain of wheat fall into the ground and die. The Iran تا جاودان اسمشون باقی خواهد ماند هیچ چیز مخفی نیست که آشکار نشه به امید روزی که تمام حقایق در مورد این شهیدان و در مورد کار خدا در ایران و تعداد زیادی که به عیسی مسیح خداوند به عنوان نجات دهنده و خداوند شخصیشون تسلیم شدن آشکار بشه Today, thousands of people around the world are being persecuted and killed for their faith. Oh